This episode is sponsored and brought to you by Sex. Yes, I said Sex. S-E-X. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. This is a podcast that explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we sometimes ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, mental illness, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we do continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been following me from the beginning, hold on tight to the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Uh, Anonymous Andrew podcast with you for my weekend rant. So, as always, I have been listening to a plethora, I like using big words, a plethora of podcasts this week. So it is Thursday evening. And I figured I'd start my rant a day or two before the weekend and continue into the weekend because I have several topics that I would like to address. Listening to other podcasts. You know, when I started to listen to podcasts prior to starting my own, I listened to them for help and advice in... Because I was struggling in relationships. And I found them useful. So, uh, but I only had about, I don't know, maybe three or four or five, something like that. I'm talking two to three or four years ago. Since I've started the podcast, and since the last breakup, I quickly started searching for podcasts about heartbreak and breakups and how to get over them and how to heal and move on. And it took three months of me listening to these podcasts. And yes, I was getting help. I was getting support, but I was also seeing some therapists and It was just a natural, I don't care what anybody tells you. I don't care what another podcaster or somebody or a coach, what course they have, the rapid detox off your ex. There's all sorts of stuff out there that they'll tell you that they can make you forget about your ex in six weeks. 
I have not tried any of these, but I can tell you that the intensity of my relationship, this past one, was so deep. I was so far down the rabbit hole that I don't think all of the courses and coaches and support groups combined would have helped me more than time. Time does heal all wounds. And the amount of time is dependent on how long the relationship was, how, how far down the rabbit hole you were, how much you are reminiscing, and, and a myriad, another big word, a myriad of other factors. So where am I going with this? This week, uh, so over the past, I've had my podcast uh, nine, ten months. I have increased like three or fourfold the amount of podcasts I listen to because I, I gravitate towards the ones I like, the ones I enjoy, the ones I've been listening to, and then the new ones. And of course, along the way, I met other podcasters, so now I follow them. I also belong to two or three, I'm going to say three because the third one I don't use so much, groups or organizations that bring podcasters together. One is called Podmatch, and I'm going to give them a shout out. And thank you, Alex and Alicia and the whole team, because they are phenomenal. You join them, you pay a small fee a month, and they throw, literally throw guests at you. And you get paid to interview these guests. It's not a lot of money, but it it's enough to help offset the cost of some of the equipment. Let's just leave it at that. It, it helps. <clears throat> Um, and then there's another community that I belong to called podcastguestcommunity.com or something like that. I, I forget the exact name. And they, too, they send you a an email once or twice a week with, I think, 10 podcasters looking for guests. And then they send you 10 guests looking for to be on a podcast and you can scroll through and if you like any of their niches like if it's a topic that you're covering or your podcast is about you can reach out to them and ask them if they want to be on your podcast or you'd be on there whatever so i just to give you an idea i i am surrounded by podcasts all day I have forgotten what music even sounds like. I don't listen to music anymore. Um, a couple of nights ago, I came home and I was playing with my Alexa and I bought some new Alexa devices and I had to set them up. And then I was going to my Alexa app and I noticed there were some routines that I had set up, but they were disabled. And one of them was one or two playlists that my ex and I used to play during cooking. Like if we were cooking, 
or during sex or during uh, we even had yeah we, we have a had a playlist for the beach so I would just say Alexa play kitchen music and it, and of course I we added each of our own favorite songs to it whatever and I came home the other night and I just started I said oh let me see what's on there and of course immediately it started playing the songs that she and I used to sing together and like to listen to together I had to quickly turn it off it was just I got triggered so I'm not right now music is just not part of my daily repertoire whatever another big word so this week I have tuned in to and I'm not kidding here I'm not joking probably about 12 podcasts several of them brought up topics that I thought were extremely interesting and that I have not heard on other podcasts and they are topics that I think should be discussed so while I don't, I, I'm I'm not stealing other people's topics so another podcast that talks about what I'm about to talk about it's a common subject but it's just not talked about enough the first one and you're gonna love this is sex and what caught my attention and and, uh, I'm not gonna name the podcast where I heard these topics from um but if you listen to my podcast long enough, you know what podcasts are my favorite ones. So you could probably figure out whatever. So I'm listening to podcast A. We'll call it podcast A. And she was interviewing a young woman who was 20 years old. And Ever since high school, she had one boyfriend, and now she's, I don't remember if she's in college or didn't go to college or whatever, but after that boyfriend in high school, she became a, I don't know what the term is today. She just did booty calls, friends with benefits. In my day, and I'm talking about growing up in my conservative life, a woman who slept around often with multiple guys, we called them a slut. I no longer think that way. The whole generations, generation X, Y, Z, millennia, What's interesting is, so so what I'm getting at is there seems to be a lot of people out there having a lot of casual sex. They just hook up on Tinder. They hook up on other apps or wherever, and they just get together. They fuck, and, and some of them make it a routine once a week. 
but there's no commitment. And that's not anything new. I'm not in shock over this. This is something, it's not my style, but it's what's going on. And I'm getting to a point here. This woman, she, at 20 years old, was doing this very, in my opinion, recklessly, because she actually admitted that she was going out sleeping with multiple men. And I don't remember the number, but it was quite a few a month. It was probably like three to six a month. Different guys. Bottom line is she caught herpes. So that was what the episode was all about. This 20-year-old woman who I still think is not an adult. You're not an adult at 20. You're still learning. You're still growing. I, I'm not, I don't want to sound like an old fart, but that's why you can't smoke or drink until you're 21 and, and, and wherever marijuana is legal, 21 because your brain is not formed yet completely, whatever. I, and I'm, I, believe me, I, I don't care what you do at what age, as long as you're not hurting somebody else. Whatever you want to do to your own body, go for it. But this woman apparently never heard of a fucking condom. I thought they taught sex ed in high school because I am 63 and I went to a Catholic high school. 40-something years ago. And I remember the teacher taking a condom and putting it over a banana. So what are they teaching these kids today in high school? Because this young lady said she never used a condom with these men. And one of the men had herpes. He was having an outbreak. But he didn't know it. She didn't know it. And then he passed it on to her. Now her life has been turned upside down. Having herpes. Okay, so if you know, and by the way, I'm not an expert, but I've been around long enough. There are some STDs or STIs that are curable, like chlamydia. You you get antibiotics or you get a shot or whatever. I actually had chlamydia, like, God, 40 years ago. There's HPV, which is genital warts, okay? And that also, I think, that they even have a vaccine for that now. So there are some that you get and you can be cured from. It's wiped out. Even HIV, which, by the way, I grew up in that era. When I was in my 30s and 40s, HIV was the the monster like COVID was. You were so afraid to have sex with anybody. It, yes, it was called the gay disease, but the heterosexual world was getting it because of the bisexuality or because of a gay husband who was married who was secretly going out and fucking other guys and bringing it home to his wife and yet whatever the HIV I, I just don't understand why the schools aren't teaching this how does a 20 year old girl today in 2023 not know to put a condom 
make the guy put a condom on if it's casual sex. You don't know the guy. And she and her explanation was, oh, well, I asked him when's the last time he was tested? And he said two months ago. Yeah, you know, she she did grill a couple of these guys, but many of these STDs do not manifest or show themselves. It could be for weeks. I mean, most of them appear within several days, but some of them don't. And herpes is one of them. They can lay dormant. You could get it, and it lays dormant, and then you have a breakout. I do not have herpes, so I'm not speaking from experience. But this woman got it, and she said that very night she got sick. And the next morning, she was really sick. And then the second or third day, she had to go to an urgent care. And then they sent her to the gynecologist, and then that's when she was diagnosed. But now her life is turned upside down, and she now has to live this. Now she belongs to the herpes club. By the way, a statistic that I heard on the podcast is that half of the global population has herpes. So you have a one in one in two chance of getting it if you're not taking precautions. You meet up with somebody on Tinder and you go to their house or hotel or whatever and you fuck them without a condom, you are literally playing Russian roulette. So I just wanted, I thought that was an, a really good podcast episode I listened to it was very eye-opening and I just wanted to bring it to your attention I think if you're in my demographic if you if you're a listener of mine whatever age you are you could be because I know my demographic I know I have older folks listening and I have younger folks listening the younger folks I am telling you get tested often several times a year, especially if you're having a lot of casual sex, like hookups. Got to take a sip of water. For the older generation, you guys my age or in their 40s and 50s, if you've been married for 20, 30 years and you're just recently divorced, you still should know better. My ex-girlfriend, when we quote-unquote committed to each other, about three, four, five, six months in, we had, which is part of my whole story, because we committed, and of course she didn't stick to her commitment. We said... We both got tested and showed each other the results. And then we said, from going forward, if we're just with each other, we don't need to use a condom. And that's what we did. And I said to her, if you stray and go sleep with somebody else, and if I stray and go sleep with somebody else, and we don't use a condom, 
we must, and this is tricky, you, we must come back and tell each other. Or you, in other words, so let's say this weekend we have sex, and then during the week she has sex with somebody else unprotected, and then next weekend comes over to my house and has sex with me unprotected. That was a no-no. She would have had to say to me, you need to put a condom on. And I think we said that there would be no judgment. So if you said to me, put a condom on, you know, men can catch UTIs, urinary tract infections. So she could have easily said to me, I think I have a UTI, just put a condom on. And I, believe me, she gaslit me anyway, so she could have said whatever she wanted. But the point was that we had a commitment and an arrangement where if you slept around, don't come over and give it to me, and vice versa. Have the discussion with somebody, because now this poor woman who's 20, she needs to tell her next partner that she's going to sleep with, that she's got herpes. And if you don't know all the facts about herpes, you should learn about them. But if you're not having an outbreak, herpes lays dormant. An outbreak happens, I don't know, things, your body gets triggered and then you have an outbreak. You can't have sex during an outbreak. But while you're not having an outbreak and it's dormant, you can have sex. It's suggested that you use a condom but I believe, and don't quote me on this, that if you're not having an outbreak, you can have sex without a condom and not pass it on. Do not quote me on that because I am not a doctor. But obviously the wise thing here would be to always wear a condom. Unless you're in a committed relationship, you've both been tested, And you know you can trust the other person. I had sex with Laura a hundred times. And we never used condoms. And yet she was sleeping with other men. And I knew it. And I ignored it. And in the back of my mind, I was telling myself, if she's really doing this, I hope she's using a condom. But I was the dumb one to get into bed with her, knowing that she came over, having had sex with somebody the night before. And I would just go right in without a condom. I was playing Russian roulette. So I'm opening up to you guys and being vulnerable here, saying that while I'm, I'm, I'm talking about this 20-year-old woman young lady who didn't put a condom on. I didn't follow the rules myself, although I was in a committed relationship. And the rule was, if you cheat, you're going to wear a condom. Anyway. I think... I'm going to do several episodes on sex. I have a guest coming on 
in the next week or two, he's going to be recording. So I don't know when it will air, but he's a sex expert. And that's all I'm going to say because I want to save it for the episode. But I think I'm going to do a little bit more digging into this because what's going on, well, the second season here is all about dating and trying to find people. Apparently, people are finding each other and having sex, but they're not being responsible. And if this generation doesn't start acting responsible, there's going to be another major outbreak of something. Now, while they have HIV under control because they now have a medicine that can make it virtually undetectable, something else is going to pop up. There's dozens and dozens of STDs. Gonorrhea, syphilis, uh, like I said, chlamydia, um, I think venereal disease is one. It's one. They're all out there. And there's several variations of herpes. Herpes 1, herpes 2, simplex herpes, oral herpes. If you're young and you're having sex and you get an STD, it will turn your world upside down. And when you get genital warts on your vagina or your penis, you will, trust me, it's not a pretty sight. I'm, I'm just passing this information along. Um... I have two other topics that I'd like to talk about, and I'm going to save them. Um, It's only Thursday, so I'll probably do another. By the way, tomorrow night I have my first date with the woman in the next town, which I'm not giving her a name. Uh, Usually I make up a name, but I just just keep saying the woman in the next town. Um, I don't think it matters whether I give her a fake name or not. It's just the woman that I've been chatting with for two weeks. We're finally meeting tomorrow night. So when I get back from that meeting, and by the way, it's just a meet and greet. We're going to an eatery right after dinner where we can grab a beverage, tea, chocolate, coffee, it's not, it's, there's, there's no alcohol there. It's just a eatery and maybe a pastry or whatever. And we're going to talk for an hour or so and see if there's a connection. And this will be my first date in, since Helen, which was, I think, July 4th weekend, I think. Or was it Labor Day? I don't remember. So, anyway, I got some other topics. I'll give you a quick teaser. I want to give you my top three favorite dating apps that I like. That I think you get the most bang for your buck. And then I'm going to give you my bottom three that I think you should stay away from. 
And then, I don't think we're going to cover it this week, but we're going to talk about drugs. Not in the sober way, so you guys know I'm sober. We're not going to get into me, my sobriety. We're going to talk about the use of drugs in the dating world. So that's going to be another. These were topics that I heard on other podcasts, and I want to, I, I think that they're important, and I don't hear them being spoken on other. If I'm listening to 100 podcasts every couple of months, and I only hear the same, listen, I hear the same topics over and over again, just they're presented in a different style on a different podcast with a different guest or a different perspective. And I listen to it, but these three topics that I'm bringing up to you, I have not heard repeatedly on other podcasts. So I'd like to, I'd like to talk to them, talk to you on them here. Okay. I can't get the words out now. That means it's time to shut the mic down and climb into bed. Um, so, but this, the rant isn't over. So I'll talk to you tomorrow night. So tonight is tomorrow night, which was last night, which I said I would see you tonight. Basically, that's how I do an edit. Meaning that this weekend rant is several days long. So it's Friday night. It is 9.30-ish. And I had a date tonight. Okay, it was more of a meet and greet. So, if you've been listening to my rants on the weekends, I have been talking to a woman the next town over that I met on one of my favorite dating apps. If you don't know what that is, go back and listen. I just don't want to repeat it at this time. I'd like to keep her anonymity completely anonymous. Like, I don't want to even give you, other than the fact that she lives the next town over. Um, She may or may not know about my podcast. She does know I'm a podcaster. She knows that I'm, she actually even used the term, I'm a dating expert, and I had to laugh And I said, no, no, I'm not a dating expert. I'm a dating expert student. Um, And you know what? Let's explore that for a second. So this past year, I have, besides isolating and healing from this past horrible relationship, I've been running a podcast and I have been learning about the trauma, drama, and the horrible things that people do to each other in relationships with almost no regret. And this past one, as you know, really pulled the rug from underneath me, and I was down and out for quite some time. So what I turned to podcasting, and I just got up, I went to work, came home, and I podcasted. 
not every night, but there was a lot to learn. A lot of software learning, a lot of editing, a lot of promotion, a lot of social media, a lot of emails, a lot of bookings and guests and recordings and editing and yada, yada, yada. So when I'm talking to a woman on a dating app, and I do put in my profile that I'm a podcaster, and as you, you might remember, if you are listening to my weekend rants, there were times that I would tell the woman that I'm talking to on the dating app the name of my podcast. And that quickly backfired because there was so much talk about my ex and how horrible she was and what she did to me that the women basically ran from me as fast as they could. And I don't blame them. So I stopped telling the women that I was a podcaster unless I needed to get out of that situation. In other words, I didn't want to date her anymore. I was just not feeling it. Instead of ghosting her, or instead of just saying I'm not interested, I would say, hey, listen to my podcast. And that would usually send them running for the hills. I know it's probably not a very ethical way of doing it, but it works. But this woman that I'm dating, and I, I guess I can say dating at this point, because tonight we finally met. We have been texting and talking for over two weeks. And I, and, and, I had asked her several times, can we talk on the phone? Can we meet? And she was not ready. So I decided, well, you know what? I'm in no rush. So let's take it at her pace. And it seemed to have worked. Um, because with all, so let's say the first 10 days went by, there was a lot of texting. And then one day there was, hey, I'd like to talk to you on the phone. And then we talked for three days or four days or something within a week. And then out of nowhere, I just got, I, I'm ready to meet you. So patience does pay off. Um, and this is a little advice to the guys and, and maybe the women who are rushing to meet somebody. Now, if you're looking for a hookup and you can text for two days and just say, hey, you want to fuck tomorrow night? I get that. The young, the younger generation is doing that. And by the way, if you're from the younger generation, having casual sex, we invented that back in Woodstock, okay? They were having sex right out in the open field, hookups, there was, I don't know, 3 million people at Woodstock and everybody was fucking each other else and nobody knew each other. And then that was, the you know, the late 60s, early 70s, and then came the 80s, and then came the, this whole concept of casual sex and hookups and booty calls and friends with benefits and all that. We invented that. This is not something new for you, this young generation. I'm 63 years old, and I was doing this when I was before you were even born. And I don't want to sound like an old fart, like you know, like my grandfather. But 
we, we were doing this way before, but today it has a different label, a different meaning. You guys are just doing it on dating apps. We did it in real person, real life. We didn't, we didn't have Tinder 30 years ago. You met somebody at a bar, you took them home and you banged them and, and you may or may not ever see them again. But it's been going on for decades, probably a century, but it was really taboo back in the 20s, 30s and 40s, 50s. It wasn't until the late 60s and 70s. John Lennon, Yoko Ono, and you know, the free love. And so, guys, anyway, just to let you guys know, this is nothing new. Anyway, I completely forget where I was going with that. So I met this, finally met the woman tonight. We decided to do a meet and greet. Simple as that. And that's the protocol in the dating world today. And it, it basically evolved into that over the past couple of years. Back in the day, if I met somebody and we chatted on the phone for a couple of nights, I would invite her out for drinks and dinner. And you would literally, the first date was dinner. Or it could have been a movie. It could have been a, a plethora of other things. But in today's modern dating, it is a common practice that the first meet that you, from a dating app, is, and it's a cliche now, but it's what everybody does, you go to Starbucks or a coffee shop or any type of little small eatery where you can sit there and nurse a, a cup of coffee or a tea or whatever, whatever. And, and, and it's lasts an hour and it's just, now again, I'm not talking about hookups here. This is just to see the person that you've been talking to for 10 days or two weeks or whatever, is is there any physical attraction and is there any chemistry, that invisible attraction? Do you get, do you have a, a conversation? Do you talk over each other? Does one person talk more than the other? Is, is one person talking more about themselves or not asking questions about you? You know, it, so that, that's what the meet and greet is all about, to see what type of personality this person has. You can't determine that from a text or a phone call. You just can't. So tonight... I spent close to an hour and a half with this woman at a local eatery. Again, I'm just not going to give you the details. Hey, guys, the name of the podcast is Anonymous Andrew, but and I did say at the very beginning, I'm anything but anonymous. I will tell you anything but about me. But when it comes to other people in my life, whether I'm dating them, 
or they ask to be anonymous or they prefer not to even be mentioned, I have to respect that. And this woman does not know, as far as I know, that I'm even mentioning her on my podcast. She does know I have a podcast. I have not told her the name of the podcast, but it's not difficult to find me on any platform. Go to Google and type in Andrew's podcast, and I guarantee you I will come up. So she might have already done that, so I don't know. If you're listening to me tonight, um, I haven't given her a name yet. Um, and, and, and you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to give her a name. Uh, throughout the past year, I've been giving my dates and my uh, ex-girlfriend and other people just fake names just to give them a name. But this, I'm going to leave this one alone. I had a great time. I enjoyed it. And uh, I will probably, um, not probably, I'm going to ask you if you'd like to go on a second date and maybe we'll go to dinner. So, um, yeah, so it's it's late Friday night. I just got home. By the way, once again, go back and listen to some of my weekend rants. Every single time I get on a rant, I get on the microphone, it is crappy weather out. We are having one hell of a rainstorm again tonight. It is just, I felt really bad for this woman because I, here we go. I, as a gentleman, I got there five minutes early and I walked into the eatery just to see if she had got there early and she did not. So I stood by the front door with an umbrella because it was really coming down. And I watched the parking lot to see, and she, I know what kind of car she has, and I watched to see if she pulled up. And I was going to run out with the umbrella and escort her into the eatery. Um, I she, she was dodging in and out of cars. And by the time I saw her, she was like 10 feet in front of the eatery. So at that point, it didn't make sense. By the time I got the umbrella open, she would have been in. But so I opened the door, let her in, and I, we, we ordered our food and drink and sat down. And we had a, a, a nice conversation. I really enjoyed the hour and a half. And folks, I, I have not done this. Go back and listen. When's the last time I was on a date or a meet and greet? It's, it, it was over the summer. You know, this today, all right, so today's December 1st. I have not been on a date since Labor Day weekend. And even then, that was one night. And then before that was, I don't know, a couple of weeks earlier, and that was one night. And so Basically, I, I've only gone on a handful of dates over the summer, and they were one-night dates. They, I never followed up, or they didn't follow up. I am going to follow up with this woman. Um, I I really enjoyed spending the hour and a half with her. It was a Friday night. Normally, you you guys know my schedule. I come home from work. I do my 
my eating, my cooking, uh, quick whatever I got to do, check emails, uh, social media, whatever. And, and then I may pop on and do some editing or something or, or, or bookings. But I'm usually in bed by 9 o'clock watching um, – yeah, I'll give you a little peek inside my world. I'm 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 starting to watch Homeland, um, the show on HBO. I'm sorry, Showtime. Um, I was a huge fan of it when it came out in 2010, I think it was, and I watched the first four seasons, and I don't know what happened. I stopped watching. I don't know what happened. Um, and it just showed up on Hulu. No, I'm sorry. I'm oh god, not Hulu. It showed up on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus and Showtime. I while they, I think, are this owned by the same companies. They merged, at least on the streaming service. And now anything that if you subscribe to Paramount Plus, you get all the Showtime stuff. And Homeland is on Showtime. Anyway, oh god go off on tangents i'm watching homeland um i i I love spy thrillers i love cia stuff i think it's great entertaining television i watch other programs that i'm a huge huge burn notice fan and half of you probably never even heard of it but it was a big tv show 2013-2014 on USA Network. It was a great, 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 great show, but they only did seven seasons, and it's probably my top, in my top three favorite shows, if if not the top one. Uh, Homeland is up there, and I, I'm too tired to think of what the third one is. I'm just talking TV shows here. Uh, there's a couple of new ones out that are uh, might be in contention, but anyway. All right, I, I just wanted to pop on tonight. Uh, I may drop this episode tonight. Um, I wanted to get into my favorite dating apps, and there were some other things I wanted to talk about, but I thought it was more important to get you updated on on this on this most recent I, you, i've been teasing you guys for three weekends here about this woman i finally met her and it, it went well it, it went very well um so we shall see where that goes but i am going to be dating other women i have to i must not fall and concentrate on one person that's the pattern that I need to break that I've been falling into for the past 10, 20 years. I date, get into a relationship. We don't get to know each other slowly. And then all of a sudden it implodes. And this last relationship was exactly that. It was a lot of love bombing, trauma bonding in the beginning. And then we fell for each other. And then it just took a quick left turn and it just went downhill very deep into the rabbit hole. And you know the rest of the story. So I am going to be taking this one slow. And I'm going to, I, I need to date 
multiple women before I pick somebody for my partner. And I say that, and I don't want to sound pompous as if I get to choose because it's the woman's choice too. They may not choose me back. I may say to, let's say I date somebody two towns away and we go on three dates and she may say to me, I decided you're not the one for me. So it's not my choice. It's got to be a mutual decision between the two parties. All right. I'm rambling. Anonymous Andrew, this is my weekend rant. Please take five seconds. Give me a review. Go down to the bottom. I promise you next week I'll read. um, I got a couple of new reviews. I will read you some new reviews. I'm excited that I did my Christmas shopping early. I bought my kids' grand, my grandkids their presents um, last week during Cyber Monday sale, whatever that's called. Um, I was able to get some stuff on. Well, it doesn't matter where I got it, but I got them some toys, and I think they're gonna like that. So, all right, I, my, I, I'm starting to fade here. Please leave me a review. Tell a friend. Um, and if you're going to make a choice, if you need to make a choice, I beg of you, like I'm doing, take it slow. Do not rush into any decisions. Fix your picker. Have a good weekend. Ciao.